Why is this parsha called Masse? Masse means journeys. If you look in the parsha, you'll see all the different stops that the Yidden made. Why are we focusing on the journey and not on the stops in the name of the parsha? After and the fact that the pasuk says these are the journeys of the Yidden, and then lists the various different places, 42 different places, where the Yidden stopped to rest, to camp. Many of the Mepharshim ask the following question. Since what's being mentioned are the places where they stopped along the long journey. We're obviously not here to tell us about the journeys that took place between the stops. Rather, if you look in the Chumash, you'll see it's talking about the places where they camped, where they stopped their journeys. So the Pasuk should have began by saying not these are the journeys of the Yidin, but these are the stops, these are the encampments of the Yidin. These are the places where the Yidin stopped along the way and rested. Nochmer, as a matter of fact, before we go to Nochmer, I'll just point out what he says in the order too, that if you look in Rashi on this Pasuk, Rashi explains why does it, is it speaking about the Masois, about, about the journeys of the Yidin. So the first uh, part, first shot in Rashi is that Rashi is coming to tell us the kindness of Hashem. That despite the fact that they had to be in the desert for 40 years, they didn't have to wander the whole time. Many of that time, they were able to be resting or camping and not constantly traveling. And Rashi makes the whole cheshbin when the, uh, based on where the stops were, when they were, that it turns out that most of the time they were actually not traveling or wandering. So according to that, then the focus is taka on the journey. But the second pshat in Rashi, Rashi brings a marshal that, that a king was taking, back, taking his son and he showed him this is where we slept, this is, this is where we cooled off. So then it's about the places where they stopped along the way. Also in the Tanchuma, it says that because these places received the Yidin, the Yidin stayed there, therefore these places were rewarded by Hashem later. So again, it's about the places. So the question becomes, why are we focusing on, why are we calling it Mas'e, which is the journey? Why don't we say Elechaniyo? You see, there's the places where the Yidin stopped and camped. Nochmer, and the question is stronger. Most of the time, and the 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 the, 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 the main the main uh, um, uh, amount of time was Eden Zani given in midbar that Eden were in the midbar. Zani they given nit benesimimakinamakim. They weren't in transit. They were in a state of encampment in the various different stops along the way. So when the Pasuk is telling us how the Yidin traveled, the Pasuk should have focused on the Chaniyos, the, the, the stops. So this is going to be the question of the Sikha. Why does the Pasuk say Mas'e? Why are we focusing on the journey aspect and not on the Chaniyos, on the stops, especially since the Psukim are speaking about the places where they stopped? So the Rebbe is going to suggest a number of answers along the way, and each one will be refuted until we get to the ultimate answer.
Seemingly, we can answer this based on an earlier Rashi. Freer is underlined, is, is, is highlighted, because very often Rashi relies on, on something he already explained previously for us to utilize that explanation later on in the Chumash. So, this is a Pasuk at the end of Parashas Pekudai, the end of Chumash Mois. It says in the Pasuk, the, the cloud of Hashem was on the Mishkan during the day, and at night there was a, there was a pillar of fire, to, for everyone to see, and all of their journeys. So, and all of their journeys, in Sof Parashas Pekudai, tied Rashi. Rashi says, the place where they camped, Afu Kari Masa, is also called a Masa, a journey. And he brings a Raya in that Rashi in Pekudai from this parsha over here, where it says Masa, journeys, and it's talking about the places where they stopped. And then Rashi explains why is a, is a stop called a journey. Because from the stop, that then launches the next leg of the journey. So the Nesiyah, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> is coming from the Chaniyah. The journey is coming from the place where they stop to rest. Therefore, all of the stops are called journeys because those stops launch the journey. So the Masay includes both the, 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 the traveling and the stopping. And therefore, Eila Masse, it doesn't just mean the journeys, it means the stops. And therefore, it makes perfect sense. Oh, but how good for So the Rebbe says, however, this has to be explained. This itself de de demands an explanation. You're telling me that the place where they're camping or resting is called Masa, a journey, because from that place comes the next leg of the journey. Seemingly, we should look at it the other way. The Vayachnu, the encamping, is actually the goal. It is the culmination and the conclusion of the previous leg of the journey. In other words, the whole purpose of the journey is to get to the stop. So the, the journey is the means. The 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 the, vayachanu, the camping is the end. So so the Yisu, the journey is only a means to an end. So the Vayisu should be part of the Vayachnu Nitvakert. The Vayachnu is the main thing here. So the mas the mas the masa should be included in the Chania, not the Chania included in the masa. Oich. There's another point to be made here. Even if you would say this. That for some reason the masa, the word journey, includes the also the camping that takes place between the one journey and the next. Is that but it still doesn't answer our question in our case here in this parsha. Here the emphasis is on the on, on the camping, on the resting. First of all, those are the names of the places that are being listed. And then we, exp we explained previously in Ha'ara 2 that we're looking at the places where they stopped along the way, where they ate, where they, where, where they slept, etc., etc. We're looking at the actual places where they stopped and camped. So even if Masay does mean place of, a place of camping, it still here should not have been used. Because even if Masay could include 
the, the place of, uh, uh, of Chania, but literally Masay means the, means the journey, the Vayiso. It can also be, be used for the Chmokim Chania. But if we're focusing on the Mokim Chania, then why say the word Masay, which also means Chania, to say the word Chania? Chania is. So therefore, this Rashi in Parshas Pchudei that says that Masa means the Makam Chania is not a sufficient answer. Number one, because it, even if they're interchangeable, the Ikir is the Chania, not the Masa. Number two, in this Pasuk, in, in this Parsha, we're focusing on the Chaniyas. We're focusing on the, on the stops. So why call them Masa? Base. In Sif Base, the Rebbe is going to suggest another answer. And the Rebbe is going to suggest that the Masay refers to the journey to Eretz Yisrael. That all of the stops and all of the legs of the journeys of the journey were all part of one big journey towards Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, even the stops are called Masay because they're details, they're parts of a journey to Eretz Yisrael. That's, the Rebbe going, is what, that's what the Rebbe is going to suggest. And then the Rebbe is going to refute that. The whole purpose, the goal of the traveling and the camping is given to Arayim Kuban and was to enter into Yisrael. The goal was not the stops, nor the invited the was to enter into but rather the continuation of the journey that would bring them ever closer to Eretz So we can explain that it's for this reason that even the stops are called Masa journey, because the, the stops are not an end unto themselves. They were only a break, a stop, along the way to be able to travel further. As Rashi says, from the place where they camped, they continue to travel in the direction of Eretz Yisrael. So Masay, in this answer, is referring to the overall journey to Eretz Yisrael and everything that happened along the way, both of the journeys, the, the, the parts of journeying, as well as the parts of stopping, were all part and parcel of the overall journey to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, it's called Masai. But this, the Rebbe says, is not a clear, smooth answer. Why? Well, the fact that it says journeys in the plural is verstandig. From this, we understand as the Pasuk meant that the Pasuk here is referring to not the common denominator of all of the stops. Or all of the journeys and their overall purpose, as is in Allah, they're all part and put together one overall journey going from Israel to Eretz Israel. That's clearly not the meaning over here because it says Masse in the plural. And going to Eretz Israel is really one journey. B'nei Yisrael, the, the journey to Eretz Israel. But it says Masse, he clearly is not referring to the overall theme uh, uh, and purpose of the of the journey as one nor uh, but rather that he's obviously referring to the uniqueness of each leg of the journey thus was tilt up yet the fact that each one was different than the other each leg of the journey was different than the other rashi as rashi said and we mentioned this before here we slept here we cooled off Clearly, there's many different legs of the journey with each one with their own uh, unique uh, uh, role in the overall journey.
Und wie bald ist es zwischen die Massoises mit Sadim And since the difference of the places is by the the difference would be wherever they rested. Their gain, Masa is gleich. Going, traveling is the same. Whether you're going from this destination or that destination. But the actual destinations and stops are gonna be different. So this brings us back to our question. So why does the Pasik focus on the journeys and not on the stops? So we wanted to answer that we're talking about the journey to Eretz Yisrael. But we said we can't say that because it says Mas'ei Lashon Davim. Clearly it's referring to the individual journeys that took, that took place along the way. But what stands out, what separates one from the other is the Chaniyos, is the stops. So why doesn't it say Eil Chaniyos? In Siv Gimel, the Rebbe is going to bring a word from the Balshamtiv, and based on that, the Rebbe is going to possibly su- you might want to suggest an answer based on that, and the Rebbe is going to say punk fakert that the answer that, that this actually intensifies the question. Since Bavus Teres of Balshamtiv is known, the teaching of the Balshamtiv, this is brought in the Sefer Degel Machne Ephraim. Degel Machne Ephraim was an enikul of the Balshamtiv. His name was Reb Meisha Chaim Ephraim, or Meir Chaim Ephraim. And he was a brother of Reb Baruch Mezhibush. He was the son of Odl, who was the daughter of the Baal Shem Tev, and her husband's name was Yechiel Michal Ashkenazi. So this is an enikul, the Degel Machan Ephraim was an enikul of the Baal Shem Tev, and he says this b'shem Adoin Yovi Zikni, in the name of his grandfather, the Baal Shem Tev. As the Alem Membez Masois, and if Aran Bayad Eden, that the 42 journeys that this parasha speaks about actually exists within, exist within every single Yid throughout the course of his life. Leaving Eretz Mitzrayim, Adam. This refers to the birth of the person. Then throughout the days of his, of his life, the course of his lifetime, there are the rest of of the various different journeys, which are different levels that need to be attained by him over the course of his life. Until he reaches the edge of the land of upper living, the land of true living, which is the, la- the, 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 the life that's after the life on this earth, which is Eretz Yisrael in the Moshul. So the, the, the journey of the Yidden from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael and the various different stops along the way are a marshal to the journey of a person's life from birth until he reaches the ultimate life and the various different levels that have to be attained along the way. When the Vashemtiv is Mazbir, Vashemtiv explains, he gives an example. As Kivrei Sataiva, one of the places that the Yidden stopped is called Kivrei Sataiva. So the, so the Vashemtiv explains, This is the level of Chachma that a person has to reach. What's the Kesha between Kivrei Sataiva and Chachma? Kisham Kavru Asava Misavim. What happened in Kivrei Sataiva? There were people that had taiva, a temptation, a desire for meat. And then the Abishter sent down the meat and they ate the meat, but they died and they were buried there. So the people, the, the people of temptation were buried in that place. Pirush. So now in the Nimshul, if someone attains the level of Chachma, as I bought this takes away from him all of the type, all of the temptations. Because of his intense devotion to Hashem. So, Kivrei Sataiva is an example of a darga that a person could reach, level that a person could attain. And in this case, it's the level of Chachma where Taivas die. 
where there's no more Taivas anymore. Umavur, and it's explained in the Dagamach and Ephraim, as Alim Asoyes and Bechinus Kedeshim that all of the Masoyes are various different levels of holiness and purity which the person can and should attain. Even those Masois that in the actual story the Yidden conducted themselves against the will of Hashem, on their own, without looking at how the Yidden reacted to them, on their own, each of these Masois are lofty holy levels. Just like the example that we brought from Kivir Zataiva, as bottle the menu called Taivas Medevid Vikusu, the Lashon is that it bottle, it, it, it gets rid of all of the Taivas because of his intense devotion to Hashem. Not only there isn't an actual temptation, nor Kavru Gaimar Hamis Avim, the temptation is buried. It's not even possible for temptation to come up. So we see that even though in real in, in the actual story it was a place of neg- a place where negative things happen, but they represent a very lofty level, a level where the taiva isn't even on the radar. So the you could say this is why it says Ela mas eh? because it's talking about the various different levels that a person has to reach or should reach or could reach during his lifetime, and therefore it says masay, referring to the person's journey through life. However, the Rebbe says no. This is not an explanation. This actually makes the question stronger. Why is the word Masa used over here? According to this explanation that the, that, of the Balshemtiv, according to the status of Balshemtiv, that Masa is a reference, is a remes to the journey of the person, then it should have for sure focused on the stops. Which the stops represent the various different levels in serving Hashem, one above the next. Which these are the levels that a yid has to attain by going from strength to strength throughout the, throughout the course of his life. So the, the whole life is a journey. But along the journey, there's all these different masois, all these different stops that a person should uh, attain and reach and accomplish over the course of his life. So certainly we should focus on the chaniyes, which are the stops that the person has to make along the way of the journey of his own life. So therefore, we're back to our original question. Why does it say elamase? You can't answer that it's because makim chaniyos on kari masa, because number one, that, that itself needs to be explained. If vayachnu is the ultimate goal, then we should call it chaniya. Especially here, where we're focusing on the on the actual stops, you can't say that it's talking about Eretz Yisrael because the journey to Eretz Yisrael, because it says Mas A, referring to the various different legs of the journey. Nor can you say that it's talking about the journey of the person's life. At this point, you can't say that at least because since along the person's life, a person has to attain various different levels, it should have focused on those levels, which are the chaniyos, the stops that he didn't made. And the beer is based on the status of Moshemtiv. Based on the fact that we're talking about the journey of the person. We'll understand why it's called Masay. Because they're saying the desirable process of the person's life is as by that he should constantly be in a state of journeying, of traveling. And it should be someone who's moving, who's progressing. 
As we find in Chassidus, where it is explained the difference between standing, between being stagnant, and between going and progressing in a Hashem. Now, even Amida is also uh, uh, also growth, because in a Hashem you can't be stagnant. There has to be growth. So the why is it called Amida? Because the growth is very slow and incremental. Amida meant as when Shteitaf and Zelbin art. Amida literally means you're standing in the same place. Even when you are ascending to the next level, it is an ascent that is within the realm of the previous level. The new level that's being attained is related to and therefore connected to and therefore carries within it some of the previous level from which you're coming from. He hasn't really truly left the previous level because the, the new level that he's, that, that he's reached is really still part of the previous level. One very practical example is you look at a child, a baby that's growing. So if you don't see the baby for a, for a significant amount of time, for a few months, you'll come and you'll see how, how much the baby has grown. But if you see the baby every single day, it doesn't really look like they're growing. Because today compared to yesterday, even though there's always growth, is at such a tiny incremental growth that it's hardly recognizable. So if a person is growing so slowly that, that, that he's still within the same realm as the previous level, it's called Amida. It's called as if he's standing in one place because the growth is not recognizable. Hiluch la mate. On the other hand, if you're talking about going, hiluch, that means ahiluch va'aliyah Growing, progressing, ascending, to a whole new level. As when gating Gans Navek from the Didikramadrega, you're totally away from the previous level. The Yachramadrega is Bein Adechecher from the Madrega in Velcher is Fridikistan. And the new level, the higher level, is totally unrelated to the previous level from where you're coming from. And therefore, it's called Hiluch. You see a significant growth, not an incremental growth. Vishlemer Kamed the Gemayas and the Rebbe brings a few examples. For example, Phila Dargis Bitalmidim Zulamai Lavabelachlazu. Person has a bunch of students. So there's many different levels of students. Some are good students, some are not such good students, some are excellent students. But they're all they're all within the realm of being students. But then there is a significant growth. When he becomes ordained, he becomes a rav or a dying a judge. That that is a whole new level. He's not a Talmud anymore. Which within that itself, there's many different levels. Then, as the Kedusha saying, another example from the Mishnah in Kalim, where the Mishnah says there's 10 different levels of holiness, meaning to say in, in, in the relation to the Beis Amigdosh, Eretz Yisrael, then there's Yerushalayim, then there's the Harabais, each place is whole, becomes holier and holier, and therefore has different dinim that apply to, to them with regards to, to, the, to the Kedusha. So there's 10 different levels, each one higher than the next, but still connected to the next. It's still within Yeretz Yisrael, it's still on this earth. But compared to that, to go to something that's significantly higher, to go into Gan Eden. So if you're in Eretz Yisrael, and you go to Yushalayim, you go to the Arabais, you go to the, all the way to the Kedosh HaKadoshim, it's still with, all within this world. But then Gan Eden, it's a whole other level. You can't even compare
Ad Ruma Mailis, Nidin Ganadin itself, there's very, very many different levels, one higher than the other until you reach the highest level. So, you, so it, within each level, there's many different levels, and then there's a jump to another level that is unrelated and unconnected, disconnected from the previous level. That's Hiluch. And this is the answer to the question. Why the Pasek says, to allude to us and to emphasize to us. You shouldn't stop. You shouldn't remain camped. You shouldn't remain resting. Which means that he should stay within the same realm of ascent. Of ascension, as the tzveta liyamasa is ogitilt, but his the way he goes up, the way he grows, should be in a way that the new level, the masa, should be totally removed, with with no relation to the to the previous one, which is a, a growth from strength to strength. So Ela Masi Bene Yisrael is telling us that a yid is traveling through this world, through 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 his lifetime. And often, we go, from, we go from step to step, but it's of incremental growth. So he says, It has to be a hiluch, it has to be a movement, it has to be a progress, which is something that is beyond the previous level, which is called And that's why it says, To remind us to never be satisfied with small growth, we have to have significant growth in our life's journey. In Sifhei, the Rebbe is going to take this a step, a, a step deeper. Not only is there Amida and Hiluch, but in Hiluch itself, there's Hiluch and Nesiyah. And, and, and what Ela Masi is telling us is that not only do you need to have Hiluch, you need to have Nesiyah, as we'll explain. Let's take this a step deeper. Within the concept of going from strength to strength, which as we explained before, means a, a significant growth, one that is not related to the level, a level that's not related to the previous level. Within this version, there are two elements. There are two details, two aspects. Number one, you have to go away from the previous level. And then, and then you have to attain the new level, the higher level. And that's why there's a difference between these two terms, Hiluch going and Nesiyah journeying, traveling. Halicha focuses mostly on the fact that you're progressing. You're moving, you're going further to reach the next level. Nesiyah is madgish, nid nor dem gein weiter, nor oich dem avekein von an art vayisu meh. Nesiyah emphasizes not just the progress, but also the fact that you've walked away, you, you're, you've moved away from the previous location. As we see in the parsha, every time it says, Vayisu me, they traveled from, and they went to somewhere else. There always has to be, a, a, the Vayisu is the traveling from. And it ever brings a few examples from Sukkim. V'yashteit nisav v'neilecha. This is when Yankiv and Esav, uh, I've just met, and they're, and they're talking about going uh, to Edom. So he says, Nisa, let us travel, which means to say, let us go from here, where we are now, Venelecha, and let us go, Venelcha, let us go to, to Edom. Or another example, in Parshas Vayeshev, Nasu Mizeh, Nelcha Deisayna, where the Malach tells Yosef, they traveled from here, they left here, Shechem, and they said, we're going to Deisayna. So the Nelcha is where they're going. 
The, the Nasu is where they're coming from. And as a matter of fact, Rashi actually says, he see you asam in Achva. They moved away from the brotherhood. They, they Not only did they move away from Shechem, but they moved away from the love of, uh, of brothers to Yosef. And then there's another Pasuk that Abba brings by Yasa Moshe Yisrael Miyamsuf. This is in the end of, towards the end of Parshas B'Shalach, after Kriyas Yamsuf, Moshe, Moshe made them travel from the Yamsuf. They had to leave from the Yamsuf. Rashi actually says on that, he see on Balkarcha, Moshe had to force them to go because of the Bizas Hayam, the loot of the, of, the, uh, of, the, of the water, of the sea that was there at the time. Moshe had to pull them away. So we see that by Yasa means to leave from a place. And therefore we find in certain Tzukim, Now the, the, the word Nasa, as in it, the Taich, the translation, to uproot. The Rebbe brings two examples in the Ara from the Navi Shaftim in the story of Shimshin. It says, so the Mepharshim Taich, he woke up from his sleep and he pulled out, he uprooted the peg of the loom. Or another example that ever brings is from Allahim Aleph where it says, Vayitzav HaMelech, Shleim HaMelech commanded, Vayasiyu Avonim Gidoilus Avonim Yekorid Liyased Abayis. And they brought uh, um, uh, 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 big stones and precious stones for the Beis HaMikdash. Rashi says, Vayasiyu Min HaHor. They took it out of the mountain, Loshon Akira. It's a Loshon of, of uprooting. They excavated it. The, the, the stone from the mountain to bring them to Yerushalayim for the Beis HaMikdash. So we see the word is, the Shairish is Nasa. And the meaning is Okar. Not just traveled or journeyed, but uprooted or left. V'yaldenech said, that brings another example here. Nudzdei Yerushalmi. V'malkem deloshen v'hisiach daitei. Where we would normally use the word hisiach daitei. He took his mind off of it. The Yerushalmi uses them oistruk, the expression hisiach daitei. His mind traveled from it. In other words, Hesach Hadas meant as the Mechsev Esvedas HaOdom is Neker, given from the Free Yikir Inyan. What does Hesach Hadas mean? It means that the person's mind and thought was removed, was uprooted from the previous thing he was thinking about. And the Rebbe in the brackets brings a Raiv Melchiz Tfilun, how strong this concept is Hesach Hadas. As we find by the Alter Rebbe Shochan Aruch. As Eine Nikra Hesach Hadas, Elo Kishayim Ebeschayim Ekalatresh. When is, you now want to be Masiyah Das from your film. What does it mean Masiyah Das? If a person is standing uh, in laughter, in jo being making jokes, or Kalos Roish, uh, frivolity, that's called Hesach Das. But if a person is standing in awe, even if he's involved with his needs, and he's not thinking exactly about his film in this moment, that's not called Hesach Das. And the Rebbe explains, if he's still in a state of awe, even though he's not thinking about the film, He's still not removed from what the tefillin is all about. The purpose of tefillin, putting on tefillin, the, the, the intent in putting on tefillin is to bind the heart and the mind to Hashem. So if a person is oimid if his person is in awe to Hashem, then he's fulfilling the purpose of tefillin. And therefore it's not called Hesachadas. But if he's in a state of laughter or frivolity, but says, hey, now you're already contrary to what Tfilin is all about. 
is that all kiddush and tefillin are not tefillin. At that point, he becomes severed, removed from the idea of tefillin. When he says hasachadas, that's hasachadas. So hasachadas doesn't just mean I'm not thinking about it. Hasachadas means I'm totally removed from it. Who can now that Yerushalmi Yeruftus on hisia daito? And as we find that we said before, the Yerushalmi calls it uses the word hisia, which is the same. Idea is Nesia, because that is what Nesia, traveling, journeying, does. It, it lifts the person, not lifts, it, it, it takes the person away from the previous location. So from this we see that Nesia means to uproot oneself from where they are, and therefore, we'll see this deep, we'll see this a little bit more in the end of Sivvav, but already here, we can already understand the direction that we're going in. That not only is the person have to have a hiluch and not an amida, that he should go and not be stagnant or not even have only incremental growth, but he has to have an asiyah. He has to lift himself and remove himself from the previous level. And to emphasize this, to understand this a little bit better, the Rebbe in R22 brings the example from Chassidus between hiluch and diluch. Hiluch is to go, diluch is to jump. So think about for a second, a person wants to go up the steps. Person's going, we're talking about going, you want to go up the steps. So what's the normal way of going up the steps? You take one foot and you put it on the next step. Then you take the other foot, you put it on the step after that. At every given time, your, your first foot is still on the previous step. You don't leave, you don't take both feet off the bottom step before you get to the next step. Because that is called incremental growth. Even though we said Hiluch means Aliyah Shalai Be'erech, but still, you, because at least you're going on to a new step, but you're still connected somewhat to the previous step. Diluk means that you lift both feet, you jump. You lift both feet off the step one, and you jump onto step two. This means that you're totally removing yourself even before you get to step two. You're, you're leaving the first step. You're going away from the first step. That's called Diluk. So, in, 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 in the context of the Sicha, you have Hiluch and Nesiyah. That's the concept. Nesiyah means to, to, to totally uproot yourself from the previous level. And this would be why it says, Yisrael, that when a person journeys through life, he has to not be satisfied by making progress. But there also has to be the idea of Nesiyah, that every once in a while you have to leave the previous level. In Siv Vav, the Rebbe is going to elaborate on this by bringing in another Vart from the, Baal Shef, from the Alter Rebbe. And going to, we'll, we'll see a little bit more what it means to leave the previous level. And then the Rebbe will conclude uh, in Sivav, uh, uh, going back to the word Elamase. This also explains the Pasik Elamase. So these are the journeys of the Yidden, that they went from Mitzrayim. Mas Eloshin Rabim. And as, we, as we've said many times, here, Masa is being said in the plural. Frank the Rebbe, the Rebbe asks a question. The very first journey from Ramses to Sukkot, the Yidden were already out of Mitzrayim. So why does he say that through the journeys, in plural, the Jews left Mitzrayim? The Yidden did, once the Yidden came to Sukkot, they were gone with it. They were done with Mitzrayim. From then they went from Sukkot to the next place, and then to the next to the next place. But then, not every journey was from Mitzrayim. It's Masra from the Pasuk that Masay, that all the journeys are from Mitzrayim. And really, only the first journey was from Mitzrayim. So why does it say, Masay Asher Yatsum Mitzrayim? And the Alter Rebbe answers in Lukut HaTerah. 
As Mitzrayim is from Lashon Meitzer Gvul. Mitzrayim comes from the word Meitzer Gvul, the constraints, the limitations of a person. Um Kozman says, I need to come into the dark of a yard in and as long as I don't reach the ultimate level, which is the yarding near the city of Yerichai. They're still within the Mitzrayim, they're still within their own constraints. They have not gotten out of that yet. And therefore they're not truly removed from the land of Mitzrayim. Because they're still in the Mitzrayim Mugvulim. So number, point one is that every single, every single journey was going from Mitzrayim. Which means they were journeying away from their own Mitzrayim Mugvulim. Their own personal limitations and constraints. And then every single one was a Yitzias Mitzrayim. Given a Yitzia from the Meitzer Ugul from the Friedrich Chania. He was leaving or, 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 or uh, gaining an exodus from the, the limitations and the constraints of the previous level. When he reached Chania number 14, there was, it, it, it was a Yitzias Mitzrayim from the previous Chania. But now, and therefore it was out of those Mitzvah Magvulim, but now they're new Mitzvah Magvulim. And therefore he needed to have a new, uh, a new Nisiyah in order to get away from this Chania, in order to get away from the Mitzvah Magvulim of this place that, that he was in at that, uh, that he's in at that time. And therefore the Pasek says, these stops along the way, which represent the levels that he already attained in serving Hashem. It's not yet the culmination and the completion of going out of Mitzrayim. He has to go out of the limitations and the constraints of each individual stop along the way. He shouldn't get stuck in this new constraint of the new place. Even the the even sometimes from the perspective of Kedusha, it can hold you back from the ultimate freedom. And therefore you can't stop by one specific accomplishment. When you stop, there has to be, again, this is a quote from the Rashi Yom Kudai, they continue traveling. There has to constantly be the journey because you constantly have to go out of the new Mitzvah Magvulim. A person accomplished something. And compared to where he was yesterday, it's an incredible accomplishment. But now if he gets, if he stays there, then that's not an incredible accomplishment anymore. So, and the next day, he has to leave the accomplishments of yesterday and find a new level, a higher level. And that's why it says Masay in the Pasuk. Not just, uh, not just referring to the overall journey of the person uh, through life. Not just to tell us that a person has to have a halicha, mechayil but every single time he reaches, he reaches a certain level and, he's, and, and he freed himself from the mesod of the previous level, he now has to go to a new, uh, a new freedom to get out of the mitzvah magvulim that he currently find himself, finds himself in, and that is this the, the, the message of the word masay. No Pretty much at this point, we have we have answered the question uh, in a very practical avedis uh, Hashem uh, way. The Rebbe is going to add one more nakuda as this applies to Golos and Gula. That ultimately, also on uh, on a cosmic level. Masse B'nai Yisrael is the journey through Golos as we get to the Geula and every, and every Yerida, every Chania, which, which could be seen as a Yerida, as a descent, as a, as, as a, as a, as a low, 
is actually actually is actually there in order to lift the person up to a geula until the ultimate geula. There's another aspect to this. It's known the 42 journeys of the Yidin and the Midbar represent the time of Golos. When Yidin find themselves in the desert of the nations. In that case, this would mean that the Chaniyos, the stops in the Midbar, represent the, the descent, represent the Golos and the... And the uh, the, the hardships of Golos. The fact that we are still detained in the desert of the nations. Every time they stop, they're still in the Midbar. They haven't gotten to Israel yet. Certainly, those stops that were in places where the Yidin angered Hashem, certainly represent a Yerida, a, 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 a falling. But nevertheless, even these chaniyos, as we said earlier, even the chaniyos where the yidden did things that they shouldn't have done, they're still referred to as a masay. Which represents growth and journey. The explanation is the whole purpose of the galus of, of, of the descent of galus is the the, the 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 redemption that follows it. As we know that the descent is for the purpose of an ascent. But because of the yirid, because of the descent, you can able to accomplish the ascent. And the ascent is even higher than you than it was before the descent, as we as we know. That when the air comes from the chayshak, when the light comes from the darkness, the light is even greater. Alpizeh is moving from, so from this we can understand. As the Yeridi in Golos is a chalik from the Kolos Dikr Aliyah of Tzukum into Yarden Yerechei. The fact that we have to go down into Golos is actually part of the overall ascent, which is leading us to, to the Yarden of Yerechei. Va B'chines which represents the level of smell. Their gilu from Mashiach, which as is explained in Chassidus, that that level of smell refers to the revelation of Mashiach. But Ervet Zayin, who Mashiach will be, un men proved him uis durch and will be tested with this. Meirach v'doin, he will smell and judge. He will be able to judge through smell. Chassidus explains the the the. the, the, the level of smell, but and what what it means meirach v'doin, but reyach, uh, which is which is a. Uh, the same etymology as Yerichoi or as Yarden Yerichoi is, is, represents Mashiach. So the end of the journey is the Gola. And every time there's a, there's a stop in Golos, a Yerida of Golos, it's actually part of the Aliyah as we head to the ultimate destination, which is Yerichoi, which is Yarden Yerichoi, which is Mashiach. Even when a Yid falls, he, he makes a mistake. And he does something that's against the will of Hashem. He's not allowed to fall into despair. He has to accomplish the light. That should be, there should be more light because it's coming from the darkness of the fall. It should be an idea of journeying upward and growth. The which is the greatness of Tshuva. When the fire is this is why the Torah refers to it as Masse, even though it wasn't all so wonderful. Because on a deeper level, on a concealed level, we can't yet see, this is the beginning of something very beautiful. This is the beginning of growth. This is the beginning of the Geula. And therefore, even though it was, it was, a, it was a stop, 
It was a chania, but it was really a masay. It was really part of the journey to the Geula. This is one more nekuda in the idea of masay, that not only is it referring to the journey of a yid, through life, it's also referring to the journey of Klal Yisrael through Golos, and that ultimately we're going to reach the Geula, and every stop and every and every stumbling block along the way that pulls us down, that draws us, that drags us down, is actually part of Masay. It's part of the ultimate journey and Aliyah and ascent to the Geula. And the Sivches Rebbe concludes that with this we now now we understand the connection to the time of the year that we read this parsha. And based on this, we can also understand the connection of parsha's Masay to the time when this parsha is read in Beit Hamitzvah. It's always read between Shiva Asher Betamos and Tisha B'av, the time when we mourn for the Churban Beis Hamikdash. And it's usually in close proximity to the Chedesh Menachem Av. For example, this year, Tavshin Pei Gimel, we will be reading Masay on Shabbos Mevarchim Av. And Das is Me'edid Eden because it's all there to encourage us, to give us encouragement. Arayin they can detect from Ben as we go into these days. Of Ben Amitzarim, Befrati Tesiyam, especially nine days. Moshevim Zechanus Chedesh Menachem Av, which begins with Chedesh Menachem Av. Was the modern Aiden them Gedla Yidid from them Galus Achrim, which reminds the Yid of how 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 deep we've fallen of uh, the 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 descent of this final Galus. So the Nidba Vigdra and Liyus Chas V'Shalom. He should not be 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 influenced. To fall into despair from their bitterness, from the matzav galus, from the bitterness of the galus situation. This is all for the purpose of transforming it and changing it. When we do ishapcha and we transform this world on our end, this brings that Hashem should fulfill that I will transform their mourning into joy. So an inyan for Masay and Aliyah is to a concept of, to a place of Masay, of journeying ever higher, of growing, of ascending. Therefore, in these days specifically, a person has to increase in his vitality, in his passion, in his excitement in light. With more liveliness, or, or, or more vitality, and more light. And where do you find this light in Teira? As the Pasuk says, Kiner Mitzvah Teir, Teir is light. And the Rebbe in Art 34 emphasizes, especially learning Hilchas Beis Abchira, which is as if a person is involved in building the Beis Amikdash, and Ein Binyan Beis Ibotel, and therefore the building of the Beis Amikdash will never stop. But does Balaych Tibet Amitzarim, when a person is, is, is with Chayis, and with Ahislavos, and with light, and the light of Teir, this illuminates these days of Ben HaMetzarim, and then reveals the ascent and the journey and the, and the growth that comes from this. Because the Masa Ikri, until the ultimate destination, that these days will be transformed to joy, to jubilation, and to great festivals. May it be speedily in our days.